Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to the latest Outsport Podcast. It is April 21st and... uh, some sad news today in, in just the world. Uh, Prince died. One of my favorite artists of all time. Um, died at 57, which is my age, so that kind of brought it home a bit. But it was really kind of shocking to see it. I remember his halftime show when the Colts beat the Bears was was fantastic. One of the one of the halftime shows I actually liked, and uh, it was it was one of those things that truly was shocking because it seemed I guess he performed last week in Atlanta. Um, but he was also a cool guy, um, Sid, because he was—he he dared to be different. And I know for a lot of LGBT people, Prince was someone in the 80s they looked at. The guy didn't mind how he looked, how he dressed, what he said. And so, anyway, I'm a little sad today because uh, we're not going to get any more Prince music. Well, a lot of people, gay people who grew up in the 70s, David Bowie was their guy. And for me, mm-hmm. be, being a teenager in the 80s, Prince was my guy. Prince was the guy who just... He seemed he was different. He was bold. I remember in the '80s hearing that he was gay. I, I, I have no idea of that or bisexuality. I mean, I don't know. I don't know where he lies on the spectrum. But just hearing that and hearing this guy and watching him wear the clothes he wore and just he really was the guy who inspired me to be bold. And I remember in I remember in um, in sixth grade something just kind of clicked with me, and I just stopped worrying about what other people th- thought about me and I just started expressing myself more honestly and in a more real way and uh, Prince was part of that watching him and also watching Madonna watching these these two icons just be out there really it was, it was they are both a piece of of who I am today so yeah I have him dying is definitely I, I haven't listened to his music in in a few years but just him being gone it is sad well, I have a satellite radio in my car, and you're able to save certain artists. You know, it'll basically alert you any any time they're on any of the stations anywhere on the satellite, which is a cool feature. And Prince is one of mine, and so it'll give me a little beep any time a Prince song is on somewhere on the satellite, and I will almost mm-hmm. always hit select and listen to it. So I've listened to his music more probably in the last year since I got this particular radio, just because I'm able to kind of find it at random times when I'm yeah. driving and. Uh, you know, and and him doing the Super Bowl is sort of one of those signs that, you know, what was what was considered to be weird at one point by people was so you know accepted that he was doing the halftime show of the most popular sporting event in the country. So, um, I mean, it's one of the things you know, cliche. He's going to be missed, but at 57, he could have been doing a lot more music for a lot more years. So, it was just one of those stories that wow, it really kind of you know made me more sad than than most of these kind of things do. So. Yeah, me too. And, and 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 well, what's what's interesting now is we may get Prince music for the next twenty years, just like we have with uh, with Tupac Shakur, because he has yeah. this huge library of recorded music he never released. So I, I have no doubt that that people will be digging into that vault, and uh, it, you'll be you'll be getting more new Prince music probably till the day you die. <laughs> That's true. Well, uh, moving on, uh, we have two stories we're going to talk about today. We're going to have a guest uh, trans writer, blogger, uh, Don Ennis, 
from the advocate uh, is going to be joining us in a few minutes talk about <laughs> Kirk Schilling, uh, which was quite a story for us. Um, and Sid did not learned a lesson. He knows the lesson, but he, he did the one thing you always have to do anymore on social media, and that is make a screen capture. Because Kurt Schilling <laughs> made this, reposted this horrific anti-trans meme, and Sid got alerted, saw the thing, screen captured it. Well, then later Schilling deleted it and denied he had ever reposted it. Well, the screen capture was the thing that, you know, what had been quoted that New York Times attributed to us and so many others that, you know, that it was it was saved. So that's journalism 101 these days. <laughs> they never taught me in school, do a screen capture. Well, it's funny because when I – so, yeah, the way this happened was I was alerted to this um, this post that Kurt Schilling had made. Uh, just a friend of mine – a friend of mine's friend had seen it, I guess. A friend follows Schilling on Facebook and – and just kind of, um, you know, thought, wow, that's pretty bad. So Tuesday morning, my friend um, alerted me, uh, and 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 so I just kind of, I, I you know, I, I looked at it, I wrote it up, I posted it. By the way, the guy's named Brandon Benson. He's the one who originally found it, Benson Brandon 10, B-E-N-S-O-N Brandon 10 on uh, Twitter. Anyhow, um, as I was posting it, I thought, you know, I'm just going to, I'm just going to copy and paste the words, and I'm just going to use the image, not the Facebook post. But as I did that, I did take screen captures, and my friend took screen captures on his phone, so he had screen captures from both the computer and the phone. And I just, for whatever reason, decided not to use them, which I guess opened the door to Schilling saying he never posted that, uh, to which, of course, we responded, um, you, yes, you absolutely did. Here are the screen captures from a phone and, and a computer. Uh, and, and, but what's amazing, as soon as he denied it, people bought it. I got I got a half dozen to a dozen messages from people. Are you sure he posted this? Are you sure? And I said, look at the post again. I just posted the screen captures. So it was almost uh, I I almost baited him into denying it without trying to. I was kind <laughs> of funny, but yes, always take a screen capture. Well, and Schilling got fired yesterday by ESPN, which was sort of a long time in coming. They should have probably fired him for a half dozen other things. But uh, um, it, it was it was kind of a, a good moment. I mean, I kind of felt that they had no choice. <laughs> I mean, that he was almost like begging them to, to be fired because his response wasn't apologetic. It was really just sort of, you know, he dug his heels in and started talking about victimization and PCs and blah, blah, blah. Um but that story has been for us, I mean, an enormously popular story. I'm still amazed at how much traffic it's drawing. But it, it shows that this whole bathroom law issue in North Carolina simply is not going to go away. And I think when they passed the, the anti-gay legislation in 12 hours, I think they thought they were being clever, that they were going to sneak it by everybody and nothing could be done about it. And I guarantee you, despite what they say, they're having major regrets over this. And, uh, you know, they probably wish now they had done it in a regular session and maybe would have, you know, seen the light because the governor is now six points behind in his election bid, which is the most he's been behind his opponent. And people are attributing uh, that bill in North Carolina and all the negative publicity as one reason. So it, it hopefully is something that's backfired on them. When are these people going to learn the LGBT community is not 
your punching bag anymore. Mike Pence, who was supposed to be a presidential candidate right now, learned that lesson the hard way a year ago, and all of that came crashing down around him in Indiana. And the same thing's happening in North Carolina. And, you know, yesterday was a super, super powerful day because you you had ESPN's action against Schilling, and you also had the NHL suspending a player for a Stanley Cup playoff game for saying a gay slur on the ice, and they took less than 24 hours to make that decision. And the idea that you can get away with this stuff anymore, all of these corporations and all of these artists are watching you, and you're not going to get away with it anymore. And I have to believe that these Republicans, because they are all Republicans, let's be clear about this. This is a Republican thing that's going on. The Republican Party is doing this. I'm not playing politics here. That's what's happening. But but and to and to see the gov the Georgia governor he, say he vetoed the bill there and said I will veto anything that looks like this. So don't even try it. At least he learned. So at least the Georgians are safe. But at some point, the rest of them they're going to have to learn. This is we're not your punching bag anymore. Now, uh, even though that's correct, it still it still has a lot of support, as you said, among Republicans in a lot of these states. I mean, we, that McCrory still may be elected in North Carolina, and so you you could have a thing where the, the consequences for him aren't aren't as bad as they should be. But the tide has definitely turned to where the, I think public sentiment. Well, again, public sentiment against the bill, the whole bathroom thing, as we're going to discuss with Don, is something that the 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 anti trans people, whatever you want to call them, have used, unfortunately, effectively to kind of muddy the waters. They make it sound like, well, you know, we've talked about it last week, but um, I do think that that if they had to do it over again, they, they probably just wouldn't have done it. And McCrory would probably be sailing to re-election, and he can do it again next year when there wouldn't be any political consequences. But he thought, he, I think he was being too clever by half of jamming this through everybody. Um you mentioned Republicans, and I don't know if you saw it today, but Donald Trump, of all people, in essence, came out against this bill and said that well, transgender people should, you know, I mean, that's what it seemed like yeah. to me. And Ted Cruz, of course, that jackass is kind of hitting Trump on that. So, well, let's be super clear. Trump, way? Trump, Trump, well, I guess we're getting into politics a little bit, but. As in, in, I am an independent. I'm not Republican or Democrat. I used to be a Republican. I haven't been for ten years. Uh, yes, Ted Cruz supports supports the bill and any bill like it, because he's just anti-LGBT. Trump Trump does not follow the Republican talking points on some issues. For example, Planned Parenthood, um, medical marijuana. And LGBT issues. He just doesn't. You know, I think the marriage thing, he thinks it should be decided by states, but he's just not anti-LGBT for the most part. He's just not. So it's, not, it's no surprise that Trump, who's a businessman, I mean, when you talk to business people, they, they get this. The president of ESPN gets this. They get you cannot do this anymore as a business because you, you, it, it's, it's not going to end well if you do. So it's, it's, it's no surprise that, that Trump or, or any of these business leaders, the heads of the NHL, it's no surprise that they would come down very hard on, on Andrew Shaw of the Chicago Blackhawks for just saying a word. So these folks get it, even if some politicians continue to think that they can get away with it. Well, and I think the Shaw thing is it, it sets the marker. I mean, you now know in the NHL, if you say 
faggot or any slur like it and you are caught, you're going to get suspended. And and this happened and what what to me the most sort of I guess encouraging thing was is how quick it happened, but that it's for a playoff game. I mean to me one playoff game was equivalent to a half dozen or more regular season games. So they had suspended him for game one of the two thousand sixteen seventeen season it wouldn't have had anywhere near the impact. And I, I thought initially that was going to happen. They were going to kind of drag their feet, the Blackhawks would be eliminated, and they would you know, not have to decide it. But to do it for a playoff game, it's a really big deal. And Chris Hine, the Blackhawks beat writer for the Tribune, who's openly gay, uh, has been tweeting that you know Patrick Kane just said you know, today how this was something that people in the locker room were sort of taking notice of and people around the league were taking notice of. And it did send the right message. He said it's definitely, you know, this, this kind of opens up everyone's eyes, a situation like this. It's definitely a learning experience, not only the Shaw, but everyone in this room, myself included, and I'm sure a lot more players in the league. So they did, you know, sort of message received that this is how you kind of stamp this stuff out, at least, you know, the overt stuff. Um, the guy's sitting in a playoff game, and the Blackhawks could be eliminated tonight. Well, I, you know, we were talking with some people. I, I talked to many people who did not think the NHL was going to suspend him. They they thought, and, and I thought too, I thought they would go the, oh, you know, this is about education. It's about understanding. It's not about punishment. And if we just have somebody come in and talk to the guys, it'll all be okay. And and I, I know you and I were, gonna, were ready to destroy the NHL if they went that direction because – that's fine and dandy. That one guy may have gotten the message, but the rest of the league missed an opportunity teaching the rest of the league. And the only way you do that, the only way you teach the entire league at the same time is you take away playing time. And, and to suspend somebody, like you said, for a Stanley Cup playoff game over a word on the ice, how your eyes don't get really wide after that and think really carefully about how you start using your words. Because you know we had the, um, that, that hockey timer who said that he hears this word constantly on the ice. You have to think these guys are thinking not just, oh, you know, this is stupid, why are we worrying about a word, but I have to get this word out of my lexicon now I, I i i have to remove it i can't try, cost my myself a game yeah you wonder how many of these guys is that oh shit i've said this x number of times and thank god i didn't get caught because now it's gonna you know and and shaw apparently you know um chris wrote a really good column today about the whole andrew shaw incident and how it's you know shed homophobia in sports and he said um you know it's hard as a beat writer to to talk to writers, the access is limited and everything, but he goes, rarely do you get to have a real conversation. Andrew and Shaw and I had one on Wednesday. It came after, you know, I'm not that kind of guy. Shaw said in a broken voice, and, you know, Chris said it was Ron Hartfeld. It really, it made, it clearly seemed to have got the message to him, um, and Chris wrote a really strong column about how this happened still in sports. So, um, you know, like you said, you, I think you've saying this for years, the idea, you know, you take away their playing time matters a lot more than money. You find, you, you find somebody you're making a few million dollars. It may sting a bit, but at the end of the day, you can recover that. But you can never recover playing time. And if the Blackhawks get eliminated tonight, Andrew Shaw had a goal and an assist the other night. He's a, he's a, you know a key player. Um, it could be the thing that you know he's kicking himself all off season, and you know hopefully he'll be a changed person for this. Can you imagine if they said that um, that you're not going to lose 
You're not going to lose playing a game anymore for the, for this language. You are always going to lose a playoff game. Like if if, if you you say this in the middle of December, we're not going to make you miss December twentieth's game. We're going to make you miss April seventeenth's game. That God, that would be that would be such an incredible mess. They'll never ever do it. But wow, if 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 the, if the repercussion for this every single time was a playoff game. You would you might never hear the word ever again. But you know, I know that the um, thing that you said that oh, the Andrew Shaw was was kind of tearing up a little bit at the press conference. He wasn't tearing up because he said this. He was tearing up because one, he got caught, right? So it's not that he was going to, if nobody found out, that he was going to get before a camera the next day and and say, you know, none of you caught this on camera, but I said this word, and I'm so sorry, and it hurt me so much. He's sorry. He's sad because he got caught. And then he's really, really, really sad because that stupid move and getting caught cost him a playoff game. So let's be super clear about how moved he was by his actions. If nobody caught him and there was no threat of a suspension, he would not. His lip would not have been trembling. Well, I mean, Chris, you read Chris's call. He had a one-on-one with him, and I mean, Chris knows him more than you and I do. He 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 said he to him it was heartfelt. So maybe he was a great actor and pulled one over Chris's eyes, but. Um, you know, Chris said at least in his conversation he was shaken, and maybe he was shaken because he was caught. Um, but regardless, he's he's got the message, and I think that's that's to me the most positive thing coming out of this is that players, you know, every you guarantee every player in the league thought it was was talking about this yesterday. Oh shit, Shaw got suspended for a game. You know, like you said, they probably thought it never would have happened. And we also know what what how you need either audio or visual proof. This in this case. It was clear on the audio, on the there's no audio clear on the video that he um, mouthed the word faggot, but we had the case with the Carolina Panthers and Odell Beckham Jr. where members of the you know Giants organizations clearly have said that Beckham was called the f word, but there was no audio of the on the pregame sidelines so and no one had it on tape and so they were able to deny it and even though I'm convinced they said it, nobody could prove it in the NFL basically buried it because there was no evidence the same way of your screen capture was the evidence um and so we need to you know players can probably mutter this under their breath and get away with it but if they are heard saying it you know saying it that's what's going to get them in trouble <laughs> it is it, again it's it you're like it's the evidence it's getting caught these guys for the most part aren't sorry that they did what they did Kurtzling is not he's even getting caught, he's probably he's probably still not sorry. And at, at Shaw, he's not sorry. He did it. I'm sorry. If 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 he was sorry, he did it. He would have yesterday, regardless of being caught. Well, first of all, the night before, he essentially denied it. Oh, I don't remember what I said. You remember what you said, please. It was only when team executives found him and said, um, there's video. You clearly said it. It's only when that happened that, that he got all upset and got all regretful and all remorseful. So I understand. I have no doubt that he feels regret now, but it's not because of what he said. It's because he got caught. Well, maybe we can get him at the Outsports reunion in Chicago and get him, ask him directly. So, uh, <laughs> uh, but we do have a guest on the line. Is this Don? Don, are you there? Hello. 
Hello? Yeah, Don, can hey, Don. you hear? This is uh, Jim. This is uh, Jim uh, and Sid from Outsports. No, uh, you, you guys, this is Major from Midland again. Uh, Major? Well, <laughs> well, good. Well, we, is, we, 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 thought, we thought you were our Jim. guest call again. If our guest calls in, we're going to have to take our guest immediately, but uh, she has not called in yet. So our, our good buddy from Midland, Texas. So what's the what's the word down in Midland today? <laughs> well, who knows? I've been at home all day, so I've been paying attention to what's going on outside my front door at all today. So what's on your so mind? What did you What did you have to say? What did you have to say, Major? Well, um, I don't really pay attention to hockey, uh, so I don't know anything about Mr. Shaw, but you know I know what's been reported. But I do have something to say about uh, Kurt Schilling for sure, because I know exactly who he is. And uh, I'm really surprised. I really didn't even know he was like that. I mean, when I saw the post on my Twitter yesterday, I was like, are you kidding me? You really had that on your Facebook? You have some nerve. And I think that's just, I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with this world these days. Well, what's wrong with it, Major, is that, that, that as LGBT people come to prominence and we get more equality and more access to public facilities, some people don't like it. And, and, and Kurt Schilling, despite what his son and wife have said about him being a wonderful father and welcoming trans people into his home, publicly, he's certainly a jerk on trans issues. Well, that's all nice and everything that his... Uh wife and son came to defense, but I mean, but that's a completely different thing. A person at home is obviously completely different than the person, you know, outside the home. I mean, you, he's a public figure. And of course, you know, people are going to pay attention to the things he says, you know, especially about people who happen to be different. What do you think, um, uh, now, let's see, we have another caller on. Is this uh, Don? Is this you? Hey, this is Don Ennis. Well, Major, we're going to keep you uh, on. The, you can listen in here, but we have a, we have a guest on now, now that uh, we've been trying to get on. Uh, Don Ennis, um, this is Jim. You're with Sid. Hello. Hey, Jim. Hey, Sid. So, Don, what did you think when you, when yesterday, was it two days ago, when you first saw this post by Kurt Schilling, as a trans woman, did you take it as being from a loving father who welcomes trans people into his home? Just the opposite. I saw it as a post of a bigot and as somebody who was ill-informed and to the point where he was trying to negative images rather than either keep his mouth shut or say something positive. To me, it seemed like he was uh, provoking, not uh, being loving. Don, could you explain bathrooms to me? Because until these bills came into into passing, I didn't hear a single person in the country worry about some transgender person using their same bathroom. It was simply, it was a non-issue. And yet now all of a sudden now everyone's worried about hordes of these people descending on their bathrooms. I mean, what? I mean, it, it, it's it's unfortunately this brilliant political thing because it can it sort of conflates that oh my God, these child molesters are going to be in their bathrooms, but. Why do you think the bathroom thing is something that has kind of grabbed hold? It caused the LGBT ordinance in Houston to go down. It's what's causing these things to pass. I mean, 
explain the bathroom thing to me. It comes down to some basic facts. The first will be trans men are men. Trans mm-hmm. women are women. But to a large uh, segment of the population in North Carolina and in Houston, Texas, and in other parts of our country, they don't see transgender women as women. They see us as men dressing up who may have some kind of fetish thing. Anyone needs to know about what it is to be transgender. If your intention is to transition to um, a female gender from the male gender, you undergo a serious dosage of hormones that basically render the male member completely inert and not really functional and that not be something a predator wouldn't want to have. He wouldn't be able to perform, in other words. So the bathroom issue is all made up on fear, on the fear that men dressed as women are going to come into what's called a woman's space and use the facilities and somehow show their genitals, which having been a women's room, ladies' room user for the last three years I've, and beyond, <laughs> I've never, ever seen anyone else's genitals in a bathroom. And when I was using the men's room, I never saw a man's genitals, even if they were at a urinal. He just don't look over there. Why people were seeing other people's genitals in a bathroom, I don't know. And the other thing I wanted to say about this is the people who support bills like HB2 in North Carolina and overturned Hero in Houston, they completely disregard the fact that laws like these force trans men to use the ladies' room, which is exactly what Mm -hmm. they're trying to prevent, having male-appearing people in the ladies' room. Well, I saw a picture of a uh, a trans black bodybuilder who has got a phenomenal body, but he's at a tank top. I thought if he walked into the ladies' room as per this, what this law says, they'd probably they'd arrest him or shoot him, right? Because oh my God, this this man has invaded the ladies' room, and yet he'd be he would be literally following the letter of the law, which shows you how absurd it is. But that's why I'm saying, I mean, people just they, they they've lost their minds on this issue. And they've also forgotten the, the fact that across the country can have their birth certificates changed. If a person who is trans, who is a male to female, has their birth certificate changed, um, they may still have a penis, but if the, if the law says they have to go to the bathroom according to the birth certificate, that means they go to the ladies' room. It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. Plus, as the sheriff has said in North Carolina, it's unenforceable. What are you going to do? You're going to have people inspecting each other's genitals before you use the facilities? Well, what do you, what do you think, uh, this aside, getting back to Kurt Schilling and where this started, what do you think about how ESPN uh, handled this? You know, they, uh, they issued two, essentially, two Senate statements. Uh, they took about 36 hours and ultimately fired him for this. Um, what do you think about that? I also want to, uh, after that, I want to hear about what you think about what his wife and son had to say on publicly. My first reaction, of course, is I'm a huge Sox fan and also a huge ESPN fan. I love sports. I thought that the performance that Schilling delivered in the Red Sox World Series was phenomenal. As a sports fan, I think he's just an amazing man. As a public speaker, we have a lot to disagree upon. PN acted even more swiftly than I expected them to. It may have been 36 hours, but in the public news cycle, 
it seemed to me almost to be almost immediate, like uh, faster than that. Um, I, I think they deserve a lot of credit for responding. Um, I think one of the people on the inside, um, uh, Christina Carl, who Christina Carl, who is a transgender woman and baseball analyst herself, she uh, I'm sure, um, and I read, has you know been very vocal about it, and they should show support not only for people like Christine, she's not the only transgender employee, obviously, but for the fans who are trans, who watch sports, and just completely felt, um, uh, you know, denigrated by this shilling meme. And it wasn't even his meme. It was something he just shared. I think a lot of people forget that he didn't create this thing. He just thought and said, oh, that's exactly how I feel. I'll share it. Um, credit to Outsports for, for calling it and for bringing it to everyone's attention. But he then he then followed up with his own comment about it about I don't care if you have a penis you're a man you know all that kind of bull bull crap so he did yeah, he, he, he didn't just down. he didn't just repost it he reposted it and then edited added his own editorial commentary that gave support right. to the meme he was posting yes and he doubled down on the hate basically by going further by saying I don't care what you do and what you are a man is a man um, I mm-hmm. agree a man a man is a man and a transgender woman is a woman. The word cisgender that's missing from his statement. People who are um, opposed to transgender civil rights don't understand what it means to be um, a heterosexual transgender woman or to be a cisgender uh, lesbian woman. There are all different varieties and colors. We come in all shapes and sizes. It's not just binary. It's not just black and white. Well, uh, again, and and so I don't know if you saw this, but his 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 wife and son got on uh, Tuesday, got on Facebook, um, again, just like dad and, and husband, blaming the media um, for for lying, claiming that he never posted it, blaming everybody else for being offended, and saying that because he welcomes trans people into his home, um, uh, and, and and because he loves his son, I guess maybe his son is somewhere in the LGBT community. That kind of some there's some inference there. Um, that because of all that, well, then it's all of your fault, and you've totally mistaken this. Uh, did 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 we just get it wrong? I mean, does this guy get a pass because he lets transgender teens into his house? If anything, I would say he should be more responsible for that. Um, the first pe- the first thing people always do in the circumstances, from Donald Trump to Ted Cruz to Kurt Schilling, blame the media. It's always the media's fault. We quoted something out of context. He says. You know what? No, I'm sorry. He was as plain as the nose on your face and on mine. He basically is a bigot. And I'm sorry to, to call a spade a spade, but he's a very bad cliche. But he is a bigot. If you think that people who are transgender, who are identifying as women, are men, that's bigotry. And what I think about his wife and his son is basically that they are the casualties of all this. And as any father, and I consider myself a father, um, uh, because that's what my kids call me, Dad, I will tell you that my first responsibility always is, how will anything I do impact my kids? I am their provider. Um, I'm a widow. I'm their only provider. And I have to always think of whatever I do, how it will reflect on my children. And that's something I think Kurt Schilling forgot. Well, it's almost like he used his family as a shield, which I think is one of the worst things you can do, too, like, you know, that that somehow they're going to protect him from this. When well, he's it, also it, had yeah, a history. Exactly. Yeah. 
and, and it's it's, it's yeah, bad because he's also had a history of this not, stuff too. So oh, of course, and this is not this is not his first uh, you know uh, single onto the field of of transgender bigotry. Um, he is not someone in the LGBT world who we consider an ally, and I would say that um, his mistake in using his family as a shield is not to bolster his own case, but to basically bring um, shame upon his family, which I think is just a terrible thing. I, don't, I have nothing against either Kurt Schilling personally or his wife or his children. I just think that the man has need, is in need of an education, and maybe now he's going to get it late. Yeah. I um I I was called by a New York Times reporter today, and we, we were talking about the image and what it means and all this stuff. And I and and I said, you know, if you don't understand the power of what he posted, how bad it was, you need to go talk to some trans people, because then maybe they can. Exp- I can't explain it to you, but they can explain it to you. And what I'm getting from you in this conversation, you're pissed. Yeah. You're really I'm, angry I'm, about this. I'm, I'm, I'm always pissed when someone who I have respect for as a professional uh, in the world of sports, and like I said, I love have someone whose memory to me is cherished, now tainted. It pissed me off royally, and it made me feel as if um, yet another person who's um, famous has come out against my identity, myself, my cause, I, I don't consider myself an activist. I'm a journalist. But you know what? I'm a journalist who is trying to perpetuate a civil rights revolution in our country. We are trying to have America recognize us as Americans. I'm a trans-American. And my only beef with Kurt Schilling is that he doesn't think of me as a woman. He sees me as a freak. And I'm not. But it does seem that we get back to the politics. These bills have been debated. That is that that seems to be the wedge that they're using to get these things passed, which also have a lot of terrible things in it for, you know, anti-discrimination. Not, you know, North Carolina basically their laws rendered kind of any employee's you know discrimination lawsuit pretty much moot in the entire state, regardless of your LGBT or straight. Uh, and they, they use the whole bathroom thing as like the Trojan horse to get inside because they know it'll play on people's ignorance and fears. And, and fears, and fears. And fear is the most powerful weapon in politics. If you get someone to fear something, they'll always vote your way. Um, the other thing that this does is it's not just a trans issue. North Carolina is an LGBT issue, an LGB issue. Mm-hmm. It is something that um, I think our entire community, and it is a community, um, despite the way I think sometimes lesbians and gays and bisexuals, transgender people, we don't all work for the same cause. This is one we all should work for because it's not just the trans bathroom issues. It's about being able to get tired. It's about being able to not get fired. It's about being able to love who you want without having to fear that the um, discriminatory practices that do exist. You know, I heard the governor on Sunday of North Carolina say, I don't know of any issues of LGBT discrimination in North Carolina. Is he <laughs> kidding us? <laughs> no, he's not. I mean, the Charlotte Observer had a very good article by a labor attorney listing all sorts of people who were fired for being black, for being old, for being female, for being gay, and how this new law will make it virtually impossible for them to win 
uh, because they cannot file under state law. They have to file under federal law, which means a lot of attorneys aren't licensed to practice in federal courts. And so that this bill that, you know, was, was you know, everyone makes the, the headline is the bathroom bill, but there's all these other sneaky things that discriminated against everybody. And it was not really reviewed properly. Otherwise, uh, Governor McCrory would not have passed or signed a uh, an exception, a uh, update to his, his uh, first bill. This is a very problematic law, and backlash is appropriate. I don't think it's enough because I think there are still places like Mississippi that still have other laws that are um, based on religious exceptions. And this is a fight that I, I don't mean to pat myself on the back, but a year ago I wrote in The Advocate that if marriage equality passes by the Supreme Court, we're going to be the next boogeyman. They're mm-hmm. going to look for somebody else to pick on if they approve, if the Supreme Court approves gay marriage. And it's happened. Um, this is something that is um, uh, a result of the uh, bigots and the demonizers needing someone else to make their, um, their totem. I wish it wasn't the case with such a small minority. I can't even imagine. I mean, in the last year, the number of people who know someone who's trans has really increased. And I know that I'm, for most of my Facebook friends, their only transgender friend, but it's changing. And what I think is the best thing ever that went around as a result of this HB2 thing, maybe Kurt Schilling hasn't seen this, he should. It's a meme that says, you've already with somebody who's trans, and you were fine. Because just because you see someone, you think they might be a transgender person, or you think they might be a female from uh, assigned at birth, you don't really know. And that's the whole point. Just go into the bathroom, do your thing, and get out. I mean, what the f- – I, I just – I can't understand why people spend so much energy on um, the, the fear that has not materialized. The laws that exist now prevent predators and other um, uh, men who might threaten women in a ladies' room and locker room and shower facility. There are already existing laws. And there's never been one incident of a transgender um, person being arrested or investigated as being a predator in a ladies' room or a locker room or a shower facility. It's never happened. I think it was one case in Canada, okay? One in Canada. That's not justification. I'm sorry. Well, it, it, you know what I've I've noticed uh, in L.A. And, and going to Austin last month and in San Francisco, I've noticed more and more restaurants, bars, hotels having um having separate like bathrooms, having separate stalls and separate places to set with toilets, but a common uh sink and wash area. And I thought that's just just why do we even have to like you have to go in this room and you have to go in that room when all that matters is well there's a like there's a room with a toilet in it and you can wash your hands wherever. I don't even know I, I don't know why any business today would create separate bathrooms. It doesn't even it doesn't even you don't have to do it that way. There are such better, easier ways and it gets it, it totally gets around the the parent has to go in with the kid and it gets around all of that nonsense. I agree. And you know what? It's um my belief that if there are um people, let's say that um the people I'm hearing about are, are women who fear they they might be raped or they might be accosted by a transgender woman in a bathroom, I strongly urge that we should have single-use bathrooms for both those folks and for any transgender person who doesn't feel comfortable being in a public facility. 
I think having the option where you have the bathrooms that used to be assigned just for the disabled or for the family changing a room, that's a really great option that um, other businesses and, and public facilities ought to consider adding. But I, you go to the fanciest hotels that I don't expect you to, to go into the ladies' room. You're a gay cisgender man. But I'll tell you, in the fanciest hotels that I've been in, the women's room is a common wash area with separate little doors that completely block you from everywhere else. From It's just a you know a little bit fancier way of, of, of addressing the issue. Um, instead of just a stall that you can see under, it's basically a door that closes and you can't see in or out. Um, I don't see why if the, there is money for that, they can't have that kind of facility. But, you know, I'm not trying to change America and make everyone, every business fix their bathrooms. It's just about with Donald Trump. I can't believe I'm quoting Donald Trump here today. But Donald Trump said, leave it the way it is. Just do what you got to do and then leave. I mean, when he gets it, <laughs> if, if he gets it, how can no one else get it? Well, so do you think, though, in some weird way, that we should be thanking Kurt Schilling? Um, I think about that. There was a study that came out this month that found that door-to-door outreach can profoundly change people's perspective towards trans people, that if you have a, a 10 to 15-minute conversation with a trans person or a trans ally, it changed one in 10 minds, which is considered statistically pretty significant. And in an odd sense, Schilling was so over the top that maybe – you have some people whose maybe minds have been changed in the last 48 hours, or am I just hoping? I, I, I would love to be able to thank Kurt Schilling someday for helping change hearts and minds the way we, we as trans women have not been able to. But I, I still go back to the fact that trans men are still, for me, the biggest issue, that um, people like Kurt Schilling are completely, and Pat, and Pat McCrory, the governor of North Carolina, are completely ignoring the fact that we expect male-appearing human beings to go into a lady's room, I think the thing that, you know, I'm not trying to buy into the idea that men are predators. I know lots of guys. <laughs> I know lots of men, both gay and cis and, and, and heterosexual and, and all kinds, bisexual. And I don't know a single one who's ever thought about or acted upon any kind of urge in a bathroom that I know of. I mean, maybe they've had um, relations that they don't talk about, but for my understanding, men generally most men don't generally use the bathroom as a place to um, perform either crimes or to perform a sex act. So if that's what's on people's minds, they should strengthen the laws we already have. And as far as Kurt Schilling goes, I just I don't want him to be punished any further than he already has. He has been punished by ESPN for making something stupid on the Internet and for saying things that are stupid and then doubling down by saying, again, he didn't see what the big ruckus was about. Now I hope he sees it. I think now maybe he sees it, and if he doesn't, um, we'll just have to move on. Um, I, I don't think he deserves any further um, credit or punishment. I just don't see how um, someone can take what Kurt Schilling said and say, oh, that's exactly how I feel. I just don't understand that mindset. It's, it may be how I was raised, how I am, but I don't get it. And I, I, I've, I've engaged with people on the other side and trying to have civil discourse on this issue, Sid, they're immutable. They will not accept me as a woman. They will not accept a trans man as a man. They don't understand. And it's because they're focused on one thing that Jenny Boylan said, and maybe she was quoting someone, but I always quote her on this. 
Gender is what's between your ears, not what's between your legs. Well, that is a perfect way to end this. Don, thank you so much for being on. Uh, we'd love to have you back again. Uh, but that's all the time we have for today. Um, for Sid and for Don and for our caller from Midland, Texas, we'll say goodbye. Thanks very much. Thank you, guys.